Well, what's up, Grace Church and everybody tuning in online? It is great to see you. Welcome uh, to this message, and we just appreciate your willingness to follow us online and connect with us in a powerful way. My name is Aaron Olinsky. I'm the lead pastor at Grace Church, and I'm excited about what God has for us. During this time, it's really, really difficult and challenging for so many people. And I know for me, I look to God's Word as the source and the solution. And so I have something that I want to pull out for us for right now. It's a word from God that challenges us, that encourages us. Even if you're going through difficulty, this is for you. Because when you look at our society and community and country and state, uh, you know, you see some leveling off in certain areas of our nation, uh, of the curve with the virus, but there still are certain spots that are hotspots and there's still just continuing uh, virus and, and continuing infection with a number of people and deaths uh, continue to rise. So our hearts are hurting for those people that are affected and have family members that are affected by the virus. And certainly many people that have, are experiencing difficulty with their jobs. And, and so our hearts are just out for you. And, and I just feel like there are several more weeks that we're going to continue to have to do church online and connect virtually this way. And anytime you go in community to, to maybe get some groceries, I don't know what you've experienced but I know more and more there's certain restrictions. Like right now, gosh, in, in the grocery store, you better go one way. Those arrows are pointing one way down the aisle and you better make sure that you're going down that aisle the right way because there's probably somebody standing there that's gonna point out, you better not go this way. Like you're not supposed to go this way. And, and, and TP still is worth more than gold right now. Uh, that's just reality in our nation and what's going on. Uh, but for us as a church, uh, we will continue to share the love of Christ, to share the good news. We'll continue to, to meet online and we want to connect. So we feel like we're separated, but we can be together. We can be together as the body of Christ. And so thank you so much for tuning in and watching. We want to connect with you online. We want to connect through Zoom groups. Uh, and so church will not stop. We'll continue to do what we need to. And, and just to reiterate, I know there's some of you that are struggling just with job loss and furloughs. And I know this has hit my family as well. My, my younger brother, he's a pilot. And right now that is not the industry to be in. Uh, his, his flights have been canceled and his wife has also been furloughed. And on top of this, they're also expecting their first child uh, with their first pregnancy. So it's just, uh, man, it, it's hitting every single one of us. We probably either have a family member or a friend that's being affected in, in a major way. And I know even just our own uh, worship pastor, Nick, uh, him and his wife, Taylor, they, they had their first son born right in the middle of March when all of this started. And so to have a newborn, you know, it's just is a challenge, you know, to be pregnant, to, to have struggles with, with a job. Like it's impacted all of us, every single one of us. And so I just want to dive in today. I want to, want to talk just intimately and, and hit on some deep things. So with all the things that are going on, how have you responded? Over these last several weeks, over this month, if you were to take an inventory and evaluate yourself, how have you responded to what's going on? And I know some of you, uh, like I've talked to you, you're like, I'm doing great. I'm working out 75 hours a week and, and I'm reading my Bible and praying 25 hours a day and, and I'm not eating everything in the pantry. And you're like, that's all, like, you're so excited and things are doing good. And so some people are, are flourishing during this time and that's awesome for you. But the rest of us, we're really hoping that we don't kill somebody uh, because of the quarantine and because of the stay at home. Like all this has been really, really challenging. And so when you look at all this, gosh, I mean, seriously, when you look at how you're responding, for some of you, I know 
it has been really, really difficult. And so maybe fear has crept in and you feel afraid and you're highly concerned about what's going on or, or, or just the anxiety and the stress is weighing on you. Just the worry in your life has, has skyrocketed and you feel it time and time again all throughout the day and your decisions and what you're thinking and what's transpiring in your life. Or, or maybe instead of it escalating like that, you are feeling down. You're feeling alone. You're feeling even depression settle into your life. You're feeling the disconnect. You're feeling the economic pressure. And so depression has settled in and it's, and it's hard and it's heavy and you feel that on your shoulders. And so today, what I wanna focus on is about not being afraid. So we'll be diving into Philippians chapter two, but let me pause and pray that the Lord would speak. And so pray with me. God, we come before you and Father, regardless of our situation, regardless of our circumstance, whether things are going well or things are not, God, we look to you. We ask that you would speak. Would you communicate through your word, through your scripture for us here and now in this moment? In Jesus' name, amen. So one of the things that I want to talk about in, in focusing on not being afraid is I absolutely believe that regardless of our circumstance, this is an opportunity. In, in, in our circumstances, maybe they're going well or maybe they're struggling. We have an opportunity and we really are the ones that determine how we respond in our life, how we respond to the circumstance in the situation. That's up to us. And so I want to take a look at Philippians because the Apostle Paul wrote a letter to a church uh, that was found in the city of Philippi. And here's what he wrote in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. He says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and one purpose. So if you haven't made uh, some great decisions to this point, or you're not responding well over this last month, and you feel the emotional weight and spiritually struggling, I really believe that we can make a mid-course adjustment where we can change our perspective. We can change our attitude. And God's word is going to help us to do that because we can't project the future. Right? There's no way for us to determine when this is all going to be finished, when it's going to end, when certain industries are going to rebound. But I absolutely know for a fact we can make wise decisions today. So maybe we, we don't make major decisions for what's moving forward or make, don't make long-term decisions, but we make decisions based on here and now, where we're at and what we're facing. So if you're a Christ follower, and you believe in Jesus and you're following after him. I know some of you aren't yet doing that or you don't do that, but, but for those of us that are, I, I've, there, it's very true that we make our decisions differently. The filter, the filter by which we see things, the perspective by which we make decisions is different than other people. And this is found in Romans chapter 12, verse two. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so for those of us that are following after Christ, we're not of this world. And so we are not to look like the world as well. And so what this is, is I, I want to share a few points that hit strongly with this. And so the first one is that we live by faith. Uh, where we're in our lives, we are trusting in God. We're believing in who he is. We're believing that God is in control. Knowing that he is, we have the power of the Holy Spirit in our life and we're looking to the Holy Spirit 
to be communicating to us, to, to be inspiring us and leading us and guiding us and really fully believing that God will orchestrate everything in accordance to his will as we walk forward and we walk this out. And referring to trust and faith, Jesus talked about this in John chapter 14, verse 1. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. And so if you're one of those people that is struggling right now and you're down or you're, you have fear and it's kind of gripped your life, I just, I, I want to encourage you, we need this. Uh, if you're afraid, you need this right now. Maybe you look at your situation and, and you say, well, my fear is because of all the things that are going on. Maybe you look at the economy and you were in an industry that was struggling and you've been laid off or furloughed or your, your personal finances are struggling or you're a business leader, you're a business owner, and you're wondering, how is this going to work? How am I going to make payroll? When is this going to end? And so I understand the fear and the concern of what's going on. Maybe you're, you're concerned more related to just the disease itself. You're afraid of getting infection. You're afraid of family members or friends getting it. And I get that. I totally understand. And I'm right there with you. But we have got to have faith. We have to understand that God's perspective is different. God is still on the throne. God is not panicking. He is not experiencing chaos. Now, he didn't cause the virus, but he absolutely has the answer to it. And he's the one that we should be seeking out and looking to him and trusting and believing that he will lead us and guide us in all things. And the thing that I love about scripture is when we read it, when we allow the Holy Spirit to inspire us, he's the one that brings the peace that we long for and that we desire. In fact, it's, it's indescribable. And Jesus talks about this in John 14, verse 27. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And so God is faithful and he gives us the peace that we long for, the peace that we, we desire. And, and he, he is working on our behalf. And so the peace that we, we want, like he is the one that gives us, gives us uh, that in our life. And so I love just how that verse talks about peace, not only in our mind, but in our hearts. And so our thoughts and our emotions, he can bring that peace and he comforts us and leads us through his Holy Spirit. And so it's not only the here and now, but it's also as we walk out every single day and the future, because many of us are concerned about the future. And so God, has, God is in control. He will lead and he will guide. Uh, and he will show and reveal. And that's so encouraging. I hope that's an encouragement for you. It also says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And so God, he has given us everything that we need to respond out of faith. So I just want to encourage you, like maybe you need to make a, a mid-course adjustment to your attitude and your thoughts and, and where your train of thoughts are, are going. So God gives us this. He gives us the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome in every, every area of our life. He allows us to love other people. He allows us to love Him. And He gives us the self-discipline to continue to make the wise choices for today in following after Him and being passionate. And so how do we respond when everything is chaotic and crazy? We respond in faith. And the second thing that I want to share, another response, is that we sacrificially serve. Uh, this is so important for this time here and now, where if you look at our lives, um, without Christ, we are selfish, uh, right? We are like our natural 
instinct is self-preservation. We're looking out for ourselves. We're looking for ourselves to be comforted. We want to have security in our life. And in fact, if, if you're a parent uh, and, and your child is two years old or older, I almost guarantee at some point in time when your child turned two or we can look back and remember, uh, we did not have to teach our two-year-old how to be selfish. It, it, it's like a, 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 a switch turned and they all of a sudden began saying, that's mine, I want this, and, and, and whining if they don't get something. It, it's like selfishness bubbled up with inside. And, and that continues to be that way. And, and some of you are going, wow, I still feel that way sometimes. And that's so true. It rises up in my life too. Uh, but our nature, right? Our nature, though without Christ, can be selfish. We, though, being in Christ, are redeemed and we're restored and we're made new. And so we have this opportunity to even get to the point where we sacrificially serve and we put others' needs even before our own. And this is a model that, that Christ gives to us, uh, um, uh, talks about in Scripture. And, and Paul taught believers as well as we continue in Philippians chapter 2. He says in verse 3, he says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Now, when Paul was writing this to the first century believers, they were under extreme persecution. My goodness, it was such a difficult time for them to be a Christian. There were arrests going on. There were beatings. There were public floggings. Uh, there were public executions and martyrdom uh, that was taking place time and time again amongst the early church. And so despite all of that, there was a great move of the Holy Spirit. Despite the persecution, despite the circumstance, the Holy Spirit was moving powerfully and the church was growing. And so even though what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord was turning it around for good. And we have got to grab a hold of that. So as the body of Christ, we can put the needs of others even before our own. And so we have an incredible opportunity that's laid out in front of us because right now there just is some people that are struggling and having difficulty with finances and resources and groceries. And so that's why we launched an initiative to, to receive some groceries. Just this past Thursday, we did a grocery collection and things went great. It was awesome. The church also contributed to that, uh, buying some, some things for people in need. And so we're identifying some of those families that in our community and connected with some of the schools that, that we've adopted in our area. Because uh, some of the kids are, are in need of, of school lunches and breakfasts, and so some of their families are struggling. So we've identified those. And so we're taking those groceries out into the community, and we're using groceries also to resupply food banks, uh, hugely important. Uh, and, and for us as a church, we're also taking donations because our goal is to raise at least $2,500 in conjunction with Love, Inc. We want to part with, partner with them because in raising $2,500 and giving to that, we can buy a whole pallet worth of food, buying it in bulk, and that will all equate to about 10,000 meals. And so that's where our heart is, sacrificially serving, putting the needs of others before our own. And so I just want to encourage you, like our church is vibrant. Our church is moving forward. We're meeting needs. And so I just want to encourage you that we can serve sacrificially. And, th and that has gone on throughout the church, throughout church history. In fact, when you look in Acts, 
the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 2, when the early church was growing and rising, even though facing persecution, it says in verse 24 of Acts 2, it's, or in verse 44, it says, And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything that they had. And so that's what the church body does. We look out for each other. Right? We take care of each other, sharing things, not only with people in our church, but also those that are in need in our community. And I just, I, man, I am, so many of you are doing this already. I am so proud of you as your pastor and a leader in our community. I just, I see so much generosity taking place. It's amazing. Even despite so much uncertainty and, and, and unknown for the future of what's going to happen. I mean, projections show that that numbers may increase in certain areas regarding virus but then also economic issues may continue to be rampant and man that there are are people that are in need and and in certain areas that may even increase it's kind of like the ripple effect where if you throw a rock in the middle of, of of water the ripple effect it gets wider and it gets broader and that ripple expands out and that's kind of what we're anticipating just economically that 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 this could continue to last for a period of time I mean, certain industries are just getting hit so hard. Certain companies, are they going to be able to rebound? I know there's stimulus money from the government and, and, and that, that's wonderful. But man, it, there's a lot of uncertainty regarding personal finances and business finances and industry. And so I just want to encourage you, you may have something that can help meet somebody else's need uh, during this time. And that's what we're called to do. Uh, we even experienced this in our family. I made the, the, the joke earlier about toilet paper and stuff, and it's very true, right? Toilet paper is like gold. Well, our family, we were running low. And, and, and some people that we know, some friends of ours, they found out and they heard and, and they dropped off toilet paper uh, at our front door. We came home. Uh, we weren't there when they dropped it off. We came home. It was right there at the front door. And I'll tell you what, we, we, we were going, oh my gosh, I'm so glad somebody didn't take this because it's, it's so valuable right now. But we were a recipient of somebody else's generosity and them like taking the opportunity to meet our needs. And, and that's amazing. You know, you probably have been a recipient before and that's amazing to know that God is using somebody to bring a blessing in our life. And we love that so much. Well, we love to do that as well. You know, we love to be a blessing towards others. It's, it's an inc incredibly rewarding feeling uh, to be a blessing and sacrificially give. So this is not only physically, but this is also spiritually, right? During this time, we have an opportunity to share our faith, to serve others and talk about what God is doing. Because I know when I talk to other people uh, about the Lord and about Jesus and what, what he's done in my life, I tell them right out of the gate, I say, look, I don't have all the answers. Uh, th there was a period of time when, when I wasn't following after the Lord and, and, and now I am and, and I don't have it all figured out. But I know the one who does, and I know God, and I know his wisdom, and I follow after him passionately. And so I, I want to encourage you to, to pursue him and, and trust in him. And so it gives us an opportunity right now to share our faith with other people because people in the community, your neighbors, your friends, your family, your, your roommates, those at work, like they're hurting. They're looking for answers. And we might not have the answers, but we know the one who does. And we can share him with them and what they're needing so we can give them hope we can give them companionship and understanding and serve them with not only physical needs but spiritual and emotional as well because there's a, a follow-up verse in acts 2 and verse 46 it says that they worship together at the temple each day they met in homes uh, for the lord's supper obviously they weren't dealing with covid 19 like, like we can't do that right now but 
it, I love this part where it says that they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. That just was their culture. It was inside of them. And I love seeing that. I just, where they had, had daily worship, they were meeting together. So I want to encourage you, we should be doing daily worship. We should have our own individual worship time, right? And so maybe for you, that's that's your the soap Bible study. Maybe you, you see that we're, I'm reading some verses in Acts 2 and you're like, that's right. I read those just the other day. And so be tracking along with our soap Bible study uh, and, and, and the scripture that we're reading. So maybe you do that by yourself. Maybe you read with your roommate or uh, your spouse or your kids or your family. You do uh, just daily worship or, or maybe you jump on one of our Zoom groups. Uh, we have Zoom groups going on throughout the week. And so just to be encouraged, just to meet with other people, just to talk, to, to share the things that are going on. Because we don't just meet one day a week. I'm so glad that you're tuning in and online and listening. And, and I hope that the Holy Spirit's inspiring you and encouraging you. But we don't have one day a week type faith. We can't have that. We should be every single day. And we share every day with other people because we're the type of church that helps others that are in need. Regardless of the day, regardless of the circumstance, we step in and we get involved. We help other people. And so I just, I want to brag on so many of you that that you, your generosity is continuing to flow. You know, that verse talked about sharing meals and, and being generous. We have seen that time and time again. I, would, I just want to thank you so much for your generosity. Those are the, of you that are continuing to give uh, electronically through, through the church, giving back to the Lord, honoring Him. Uh, with tithes and offerings, like, thank you so much for doing that. I, I, like, I'm so proud of you for doing that. And so we're able to do amazing things like sharing meals and meeting needs in the community. And and so I just, I'm so proud of you for doing that because in this time, it would be easy to, to get concerned and hoard. Uh, but in scripture, it talks about that we need to be faithful with much and we need to be faithful with little. And so I just, I'm so proud of so many of you that are doing that. That's amazing. And so we live by faith. We sacrificially serve. And we're generous and we give. And the third thing I want to hit on is that we are action-oriented. And this is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 7. It says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, we are, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. What a powerful passage of scripture for us that we can grab a hold of right now. I mean, people are unsettled. People are unsure. They're uncertain what's going on and they're searching. And so for us, we are a vibrant church. Uh, we, because of the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have something that other people are looking for. We have the good news of Jesus. And so we can be passionate about Jesus. We can pray with other people. We can pray for them. We can lift them up. We can have their concerns at heart. We can be action-oriented as we do this, as we walk this out. I mean, what if our faith that we had, that we lived out, that as we serve other people, as we're action-oriented, what if that spurred other people to recognize Jesus. What if our response during this time was one of faith and belief and trust? And the peace that, that the Lord gives to us is seen by others and felt even. That might direct them towards Christ. And so I, there was a, a Bible study that I was a part of, a book that's out there that's called Contagious Christian. What if we were the type of Christian that was contagious? 
that during this time, not contagious in, in an infectious disease, but contagious with our faith, with the one that brings solutions and answers in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. We look to the one that has the, the solutions. Our eyes are on the things above. And we recognize that God is advancing. God's kingdom is moving and he's moving powerfully. And so be praying and believing for God's will to advance, God's will in our life and those that we know that his Holy Spirit would move uh, mightily. And so we can be this. We can do this. I want to encourage you. Maybe you make a course correction. Maybe you make adjustment. Maybe you're living this out and, and you are more charged up than ever before to live this out. And so maybe we show our faith just in practical ways. I want to encourage you with this. And, and so maybe you are, are, are doing that and you're excited about what God is doing and you see opportunities on how God might use you in other people's lives. And that's awesome. But I also recognize there might be some of you watching this video uh, that you don't yet have a connection with Christ. Like I talk about Jesus, I talk about scripture, and, and you haven't yet put your faith in Jesus. And maybe you're recognizing that you need that. Maybe you recognize in your life that that selfishness uh, continues to run rampant because you haven't put your faith in one uh, that, that can bring the answers and solutions that you long for. You're looking for security but not finding it. And you feel alone and empty. Well, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the answer. He is the solution because he is God's son. God sent him here to earth and he lived and he lived a perfect life and, and he did die. He died on the cross. And in fact, just a, a week ago, we celebrated Easter and celebrated the resurrection of Christ because he did rise again. It's miraculous and it's amazing. And sometimes it's hard for our mind to understand that, but it is real. There were witnesses to that. It's, it's a fact in history that took place because Jesus showed his power over sin and death. And so maybe you need to grab a hold of that. You're looking for hope. And so I'm here to tell you that Jesus gives you the hope that you long for, that you desire. And so what I wanna do, maybe that's you. And, and I just, I'm gonna pray right now and, and I want you to pray along with me. Maybe you take the words that I'm praying and you make them your own. Cause I love the fact that it says in God's word that he looks at our heart. So he knows your heart. Maybe right now you're, you're feeling just kind of some warmth or you're feeling some goosebumps uh, or a little bit, you know, your heart is beating hard. What that is, is that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's coming in right now. He's meeting with you in this moment because he wants to bring you into himself and experience salvation, salvation in Christ, knowing him and putting your hope and trust in him. And so pray along with me right now. And maybe you make these words your own. Maybe you pray something like, God, I know I need you. God, I recognize who you are. I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of feeling desperate. And so right now I want to put my faith in your son. Jesus, thank you for being my Lord and my savior. Right now, I just fully acknowledge that I need you. In fact, I surrender my life to you. I ask that you would forgive me of all the things that I've done, the things that I have that, that I feel shameful about or that I feel guilty of. Would you restore me and renew me? Would you forgive me of all those things? And right now, I believe that you are the son of God. And I ask that you would come into my life, that you would change me, that you would give me a new beginning and a fresh start. I long for you and I turn my life over to you. I want to follow you. I long for the peace that you give. And so would you give that to me in my life? And I commit to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so maybe that was you, uh, that you know 
that you needed to make a commitment to follow Christ. If you could do us a favor right now, go ahead and raise the hand emoji in the comments below. Or if you could do us a favor and text, I said yes to the number on the screen. That way we can connect with you. Uh, you, This is a decision that's amazing and it's hugely important for you to have a connection with us. And so we wanna resource you, we wanna encourage you. And and so just go ahead and raise the hand emoji or text I said yes to that number on the screen so that we can have a connection with you. And I also wanna pray for us right now because I know there's a, a lot of significant things going on. And so if you're struggling with feeling abandoned or feeling alone or afraid, I wanna pray for you right now. So God, right now we wanna pray and believe and trust in you. And Father, I wanna pray for those people who uh, just received salvation and just made a a, a profession of Christ uh, as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray blessings over them and we celebrate with them. But God, there's so many of us right now that we're struggling. Uh, we, We have doubt, we have fear, we have anxiety that's risen up, we have worry. Lord, even just the the weight of depression is on our shoulders and it's hard and it's heavy and it's difficult, Lord. We've been impacted in a a significant way. And so God, we cry out to you. Uh, We look to you, we know you're the answer. We know you're the solution. Lord, would you come, would you take the weight off of our shoulders? So we take it off and we lay it at your feet. Lord, would you intervene supernaturally? Lord, I pray for the power of your Holy Spirit to meet us where we're at right now, wherever we're listening, wherever we're watching, God, that we would encounter you in a powerful way. Lord, we don't want to feel this anyway, any longer, but we just need to trust in you. And we, we, we ask that you would encourage us and, and help us to move forward in that. And Father, I also want to pray for, for people's finances. Lord, I know personal incomes are struggling. Personal finances, Lord, and resources are getting thin with certain families. And so God, I pray that you would intervene, that you would bring, that you would supply Lord, just daily needs and daily bread. Lord, we ask that you would do that and in fulfillment of your scripture. Lord, I pray blessings on, on people's individual finances as they manage well. Lord, it says in your word that if we're faithful with little, faithful with much, that you'll meet our needs. And God, we thank you for that. And Lord, I also wanna pray for business owners, Lord, industry owners, uh, people that are, that are market leaders. God, I pray that you would give them creative ways to, to generate revenue and generate income. And Lord, I pray for an incredible rebound in finances. Lord, I pray for for more compensation. Lord, I pray for just blessing from from you, Lord, that you would pour out like it talks about in your word. Lord, so we look towards you in creative ways and and provision. And so God, as we just desire to continue payroll and employment and, and, and to bring employees back on, Lord, I just pray that you would just cause things to rebound in the way that you can. Lord, even in the in the times when things things seem dry, then there seemed to be desert times in scripture. There always was a time when replenishment came. And Lord, we look to that. We look to you. We know that you're the source and you're the solution. So Lord, we cry out to you and ask that you would meet us where we are. We, we lift our eyes towards you and, we, and would you continue to give us faith? Would you give us an opportunity to minister to those that are around us, that we would be action oriented and God, that we would serve those in their great needs. Lord, we love you and delight in you and we trust in you in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So thank you so much for tuning in and, and listening to the worship and participating and listening to this message online. I just, I'm so proud of you. I love you. And we're praying for you and believing for big things. And we'll see you online throughout the week and certainly next Sunday with another Sunday service. We love you guys.